0: It is the Dynasty Podcast Rocket Live Panelcast Series, recorded live at Rocket Bar & Grill in Chicago. My name is Haima Black. I host this series every month at Rocket Bar & Grill with a podcast of the panel posting online at chicagoverseunited.com. This month, the Building Your Brand Online Rocket Live Panelcast, featuring Ernest Wilkins of RedEyeChicago.com, media personality and model Brittany Ireland, Bob Nana of Threadless, Andrew Barber of Fakeshore Drive, and Jeremy Shuey of Do312. Here's how that panel sounded.
1: Welcome. Thank you all for coming to the very first Dynasty Podcast Rocket Live event. Uh, We're going to be doing a panel cast tonight, which is like a podcast panel. Uh, My name is Haima Black. I host Dynasty Podcasts here in Chicago um, at chicagoverseunited.com. And like I said, this is our first event here at Rocket Bar and Grill. I am here with a stellar panel of Chicago music and media and creative industry professionals, um, each of whom is gonna be offering up kind of their thoughts and their take ...on what it means to build a brand online. So I'm going to go down the line, introduce my guests here... ...and then I'm going to let them tell you guys a little bit about themselves. Bob Nana works with Threadless. Threadless T-shirts, who I'm sure everyone knows and loves. Great company. We have Brittany Ireland, who is a model. Also done radio work, done media work. Andrew Barber from FakeshoreDrive.com. Very successful and popular hip-hop blog in Chicago... Ernest Wilkins from Red Eye Chicago, uh, Chicago's wingman. He's all over the place, very social, very involved. And Jeremy Shuey from do312.com, the daily event site that covers tons of Chicago events and all sorts of music culture. That's kind of who everyone is. Why don't we go down the line and have you guys explain a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Uh, Yeah,
2: my name is Bob, as uh, Jaima mentioned, and uh, I do social media at Threadless and also special promotions. And uh, I've worked there for almost seven years. I was a musician for the previous 10 years and still am and that was uh, pretty much how I got the job doing uh, doing what I do now at Threadless.
3: Um, I'm Brittany Ireland. I uh, started modeling uh, when I was 13 and moved into radio. Um, you've seen me on the Howard Stern Show. You've seen me on Playboy. Um, you see me in King Magazine, see me just about everywhere, Q101, and, um, and co hosting the Fox Radio Show.
4: Andrew Barber from fakeshoredrive.com. It's a Chicago based hip hop blog, urban music blog, been around since 2007. Um, we cover all things hip hop in the city. Um, I'm also a personality on WGCI's The Morning Riot. I'm on every Thursday. Um, you can catch me. And I also am a monthly contributor to Complex Magazine, so do a few things here and there.
5: Uh, my name is Ernest Wilkins. I was raised a poor black child in Chicago, Illinois. I work for the Red Eye, the daily community paper. I have been there for three years. I used to do social media, but now I've kind of been expanded into a bit of more of a personality role. So I'm kind of doing event stuff, marketing stuff, um, online content, just general weird stuff on the internet. I'm your dude.
6: My name is Jeremy. Uh, like I said, I'm the GM of uh, Do312. I've been around there since its inception back in April of uh, 2010. Um, I'm in charge of sales, marketing, pretty much everything kind of has to go through me. Um, before that, I did marketing and special events for Double Door, and before that, I uh, did marketing and special events for a Tobacco Company for seven years.
1: Let's start off with kind of like the basic idea of this panel. What does it mean to each of you to have a brand online like you know to have a strong digital presence in 2012
4: I think it's very necessary you know first and foremost for for any company I mean even if it's web-based or not web-based I think you just have to have a strong presence that's where you know your buzz grows nowadays of course you know in music especially hip-hop you need that street element where fans you know in high schools or colleges or whatever talking about you but Having people talk about you online, on Twitter, on Facebook is by far the most important asset to that, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean,
2: that's where everyone is hanging out, that's where they're doing their talking, their sharing. So, if you don't, you know, you can't expect them to just come to your site and do everything there. So, you know, with Threadless, it's very important for us to really get into, into their wor- the worlds, and they're also our worlds as well, because we're community members just as much as they are. And uh, yeah, I think it's very, very important to. Take yourself down from the, the sort of unreachable pedestal and get down and really yeah, get to know and, and interact.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's um, really important now because especially for magazines, a lot of people are not buying magazines on the newsstands. They're going on their iPad or their iPhone or whatever I device they have now. Um, and having a strong Twitter presence is important, because that's where everybody's going to get their information. So yeah. for me, definitely Facebook, Twitter, yeah. no longer MySpace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can still do your MySpace
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Frister>. <laughs> yeah. Um Definitely in the case of, like you said, print media, if we only put out the newspaper every day, I think I'd be outside like trying to like, not be homeless. Um, <laughs> So you had we had we took a at the right we took a focus on going to where our readers were. You know, there used to be a case where you have like the mainstream audience, everybody watches MTV, everybody watches this, this one show. That's not the case anymore. So people have different niche interests, and so it it behooves you as somebody who is trying to get your stuff out there, trying to build your own personal brand online to find the people that like the stuff you
6: like and then go to them and then show them that you are good at what you do. Yeah, I think having like a a relevant and very interactive is is very important too. I mean, I I remember when we very first started, people were shocked that we were tweeting back questions or answering questions on Facebook or even answering emails. I think that that interactive part is very important, you know, and, and making sure what you have is relevant as well.
1: You've all kind of explained what you do, but how did each of you kind of start out building your brand online or you know your company's brand or, or just being involved in the company that you're with you know how did you kind of get your foot in the door with this kind of digital interaction
2: well for uh, in my case i was it's funny we bring up myspace because that's how i got my job at threadless i posted a message on myspace or a bulletin uh... saying that i needed a job for the holidays i was home from from uh... touring and someone responded and i started working there in the warehouse and realized pretty quickly. There were only 20 people that worked there at the time. It was relatively small, but growing really quickly. It became clear to me they needed maybe some help or some extra people to help with promotion, and so I just sort of volunteered myself as someone who I, th- I thought I knew a little bit about promoting my band, you know, so I, I would know about, you know, promoting the brand, too, and so that's how I got my foot in the door. I was no expert, really, at marketing and at, at all, and they just gave me the chance, and uh, I sort of took what... Uh, community that was that they already had and you know helped to grow it and as new channels came up like Twitter and Facebook you know just it's important to be you know willing to get in there fast and you know start seeing what 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 they can do to help
3: um yeah in my case uh, I was actually anti MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, and then uh, you know, and then um, when I started with Playboy, um, uh, Ali Sullivan, who was in charge of our social media department at the time, set up um, a Twitter account and a Facebook account and showed me how to use it. And was like, it's really important to connect with fans. A lot of your fans want to know what you're doing. They want to be able to see you and interact with you. So you know, post pictures and and you know, put little tweets in there about what you're doing daily. Um, so for me, it started with just simple pictures about my day, and then it kind of evolved into its own little situation. You know, now I have, I don't know, 14,000 followers or fans, whatever you want to call it on Twitter. Um, and it's, it's insane how it just grows, and people you know are intrigued to know what you're doing and how you did it. <laughs> so I don't know. That's kind of how my case was.
6: And uh, with Do 312, I mean, we, we started just about two years ago, but we had, you know, we had to grow very organically, whether it be us identifying other cool, relevant people in the market and, you know, our, our Twitter account and our Facebook account have very, their personalities within themselves, whether it's me posting stuff or whether it's an intern posting or another employee posting stuff. Um, I think it's really key, though, to grow organically um, with those as opposed to trying to buy Followers, which doesn't work, because then you great. You have a million followers, but if only you know a tenth of them really care what you're doing, it really it really doesn't matter, and you're just wasting time and money. And people are gonna unfriend <laughs> you. Yeah, don't buy followers. No, it's <laughs> bad. Look. Or fans on Facebook,
5: you're losing. It's cheating. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, cheating to be popular. I
4: started my site in 7 um, I've been a long time hip hop fan since eight years old, and. The music industry is a tough business to break into. It's one of those businesses where everybody wants to be a part of it. Uh, people continue to sink money into it until they get into it. But, you know, I wanted to do more A&R work, more behind the scenes work, whether it be developing artists or scouting talent, but you know, if you don't have a connection, it's hard to kind of get into that. And there's so many people vying for very little positions and the way the the industry's been declining over the years. So, I kind of just found my own way to get in, and that was writing about music and you know, I've always kind of looked at myself as the ultimate consumer, you know, buying music, listening to music, buying magazines, reading about hip hop for so long that I just took my knowledge of that and incorporated it into the online world. You know, what would people want to watch? What do people want to read about? What do people... What do they care about? And that's kind of what I took, you know, my understanding of that and just kind of personified it online. And, you know, that's really how I built it from there, just being quote-unquote an expert or just well-versed in what, you know, and a trustworthy source. So I think that's the most important thing, being consistent, being trustworthy, and
5: being knowledgeable about what you're talking about. For sure. How I got to my current point is a very weird story. I used to throw a lot of parties in college, and the people that I threw parties with started getting involved. I went to Florida State and Tallahassee, uh, go and. We threw parties with people, you know, like T Pain and those kind of guys when they were first coming up. And then I I left, came back to Chicago, worked at Macy's selling shoes, which was horrible. And then a person I used to throw a party with, like throw parties with, actually got an internship position and then got promoted to a Junior A and Art Island Def Jam. They asked her, somebody has to fill your spot. Do you know anybody? And they were like, I was involved with social media, like I was on Twitter you know, fairly early, not like one of the first people on it, but I was born there fairly early, back when there were no celebrities, and it was all just people talking about, like, Linux or whatever the hell that thing is. And <laughs> so, she nominated me for the position, I moved to Atlanta, got, worked as an intern, and then got promoted to Junior a and at Island Def Jam. That was cool. The office closed, unfortunately, my boss passed away. And so then, I didn't have a job. A friend from Chicago, like people that I had known through other stuff, got me a social media internship at the Red Eye. I did a social media project, the first one ever actually, did a social media project where I recreated Ferris Bueller's Day Off and the time it took him to do it in the movie. Like everything, including being in the parade, Cubs game, the whole nine yards. It really did well, made national attention, and they hired me. And so ever since then I've been working on kind of stuff like that, like content strategy, ways to promote ourselves in different manners, you know, we did big tweet ups, that kind of stuff and that was still going on. So yeah, I mean it's been a weird road,
1: but here I am. How do each of your digital approaches and your strategies differ for what you do? Because I think some people think it's kinda of like a one, you know, one size fits all approach, but like fake shore drive is nothing like threadless, which is nothing like modeling. Mm. So like how do you kind of like <laughs> no, tailor no. that? No. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's exactly
7: Definitely not. The model. Yeah, but, so, <laughs>
1: You know, to what you do uniquely. All of the employee,
2: all the models on Threadless are employees. Well, that's true. So, I have done some modeling in my.
4: (laughs) I think just being, you know, being good at what you do, being knowledgeable. Like I said, being knowledgeable is the most important thing, and trustworthy, and consistent. Yeah. There's so many people that want to do this or be online gurus or be. Bloggers
5: or mavens journey. or ninjas or whatever the hell Look, whatever you want to, call it.
4: but they're not consistent. They'll yeah. start a website, they'll start it, and then you know after a month, well, it didn't blow up or it didn't yeah. get big enough quick, so they stopped doing it. Right. You know it takes a long time to, yeah. you know, to yeah. build an audience and to have people keep coming back where they trust you, yeah. and that's a very you know fragile yeah. thing. You don't yeah. want to break that. So yeah, keep, keeping
6: the audience is definitely one of the tricks. I mean, now with our size and we have paid advertisers that pay us to tweet about events. But we also have to make sure we balance that line with rele- relevant events too. If we start just, you know, busting out because someone's giving us money, whatever random event that doesn't talk to our crowd, yeah. people are gonna you know, lose real quick. But also we have to throw that in with just funny observations or random pictures we see. I actually made a bet with uh, my employees today. We posted yesterday about the big Radiohead show. Like one of the first people announced. that we had tickets to give away before anybody else. Did really well, got a lot of retweets, a lot of shares, but I told them what I was going to post today that had nothing to do with anything was going to get more tweets and likes and retweets are on on, on on Facebook. And I posted a picture I made that was a picture of Marilyn Manson next to Skrillex saying that Marilyn Manson was Skrillex's father. And, dude, <laughs> oh, look you at made look, that picture. Yeah. yeah, dude, look at that picture, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny. I, know I didn't realize it amazing. wasn't his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, number one, Bravo. people were freaked that out because they thought it, it really was his father, but that wasn't related to an oh, event. Yeah. We weren't giving away <laughs> tickets through that. It was just something funny and stupid. And every day we post something funny and stupid, whether we make it or somebody right. else. That <laughs> always gets more likes or retweets or anything else than the big, you know, Lollapalooza ticket giveaway. It's, yeah, got to know your audience. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. I was going to say it's super important to listen. I mean, that's that's how you learn how to talk to 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 your audience, and you know it. it I sort of probably works with, with all five of us, if you can listen to what they're saying and sort of eavesdrop but be a, a participant, then you know how to speak with them and you know right. how to tailor, like, like you said, your tweets, your, out, your status updates and, and everything, because you're, you, you, you listen and you know what they, what they talk about and what they want to hear about. Yeah. Right.
7: yeah,
3: I completely agree with that. I, for me, um, especially, I've, I've noticed certain things I post for my brand. I won't just put pictures or magazines or whatever I'm doing. I also try to incorporate whatever events I'm doing. So I'm involved with the No Hate Campaign and Rock the Vote Campaign. So I'll retweet, you know, if they have an event somewhere close to Chicago or if they're doing something else. So you also can, you know, cross brands with other brands as well that you're connected to um, in order to kind of keep consistency. I also think it's really important when you're building a brand online to kind of Opponent. You know, I think of it as like your baby, you know, nobody is going to protect your brand like you are. So yeah. it's something you build and something you grow and, you know, it's only going to be as strong as, as the work you put into it. So I think that's very important. And consistency, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I, if you say something on Twitter or Facebook, you have to be able to back it up. You know, people are yeah. going to want to see that yeah, magazine we'll or USA, they're going to well. want to see that, you know, music CD that drops or whatever the case right. is. So you definitely have to be reliable, you know, trustworthy. It's really important. Unless you're
1: telling people that Marilyn Manson is dyslexic, right? Different. That's right. hilarious. No, that's true. I saw it on the internet. Oh, okay. I
5: thought right, it was the Wonder I you did you. see it too.
6: Oh yeah, I thought it was a <laughs> Wonder Years. <you. laughs>
5: I remember that. No, um, one of the things being more news focused on the site is that our job is kind of we have to provide that service for folks. I mean. If when CTA things go up, you know um, my coworker Tracy Schwartz is always on it to the point where people have started when there's issues on the CTA, they don't go to the CTA, they come to us first, and that's a really powerful spot to be in, just to make sure that you have you're basically responsible for this person's likelihood in terms of getting home and you know not having a really crappy night. So we take it really seriously, and also we focus on like I said, we started doing a little bit more um, interacting with other brands in Chicago. I mean, Chicago is a city where you have a lot of great people doing stuff and you run into everybody really quick I mean we all say like, it's the biggest small town in the world so you you'd be so. really kind of dumb in my opinion to not want to interact with people and to not want to collaborate on stuff like speaking of specific examples like Jeremy us do 312 the red-eye and our uh, Chicagoist whenever that last snowstorm or that only snowstorm by the way it's the hottest winter of all time hmm. That snowstorm came we were just messing around and it came up an idea that we were like hey we should do a snowball fight and we were like, ah, oh, it's funny. And we kept talking about it and talking about it. And then we eventually were like, let's do it. It was a three-way collaborative event. Yeah. And 200 people showed up in Wicker Park for a snowball fight. And
6: yeah, I put a tweet up at 11, yeah. 1130 that morning, calling Red Eye in Chicago. that like, let's have a snowball fight in Wicker Park. And yeah. 10 hours, we, it was trending on Twitter in yeah. Chicago snowball 2012 we had 200 people out there and two news cameras we didn't call yeah right. and um, that was just on facebook and, and that, twitter, was just,
5: that, right? was that was just that was just no site, Almost just twitter yeah no site nothing and that's another thing like knowing your audience is too i mean obviously everybody has a well, lot everybody but a lot of people have profiles on multiple social media sites and yeah. accounts know your audience what works on facebook doesn't always work on twitter what works on twitter doesn't always work on tumblr <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, Very true. and it takes a lot of hard work and kind of trial and error to learn that. But once you figure it out, you can tailor your content if you have enough because you got to have content and it's got to be informative and people actually want to see it. You can tailor that messaging and almost quintuple or, you know, whatever your audience reach because now people are like, oh, I'm going to them for this thing. You know, they may not ever use their Twitter account or their Tumblr, but you still got them on that site. Mm-hmm.
4: And you can't, you don't want to compromise that. You don't want to be nope. super annoying. I mean, you have to be persistent, but you can't be annoying and, you know, you can't sell out. That's very that's, that's bad. The thirst
6: is bad. Yeah, like a do312 is a little, I don't know, Red Eye probably a little bit too. You know, we, we have to balance what we get oh, paid yeah. to do with yeah. what's still going to be relevant to people, which is that's a very fine line. And people don't want to be talked at. They don't want to see every Twitter and Facebook right. post be about, go to this concert, buy yeah, this stop, ticket.
5: stop trying to sell stuff without making a connection with somebody. I walked up to you on the street, and I was like, hey man, buy my, you know, those people. Hey man, you like hip-hop? Those people? <laughs> oh, I hate those people. <laughs> you know, those people, like, you, you were never buying that CD. So why are you doing it to people that follow you online? That's, yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You guys covered so much. <laughs> so we're not playing up no here. More questions. <laughs> that was the panel. No, no it's, You guys covered so much that I had in my notes that I wanted to run through. So we're going to touch on some of those other things throughout right, the panel. But back. Something, Ernest, you brought up is that Chicago is such a small city. And I don't know if everybody sees that, but it's very easy to like... For better or for worse, kind of become known. And that can work for you or that can work against you. Like, you know, how does that work in your guys' experience where Chicago is this community on and offline where people get to know each other really quick? I can say that I did it wrong at first. When I first got the job, I was like, oh,
5: I need to be out every single night and just say what's up to all these people. I need to, you know, do anything anybody ever asked me to do and collaborate all the time with everything. And yeah, that gets old real quick. And then people you you burn burn yourself out, and people really, your your, I guess you will say your personal brand isn't worth as much. So if you start focusing on quality events and quality, you know, things that you can put out that only you can do or only you can kind of bring your essence to, you get a better return on your investment than if you were just the dude in every picture at every event that has ever happened.
4: Yeah, and I think it's you know it, it does play into the something I've been reading a lot more lately about the brand individual where. You know, it's not just a brand and it's not just you as a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere you go, you're representing
7: yep. your yeah. brand. That's right. Very true. And
4: so you have to always be cognizant of that. You can't be completely, you, know, you can't be blacked out at a club somewhere like <laughs> yeah. every night. Don't do that. And, 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 I And that make too. people mad. You have to understand that people are always watching you, and that can always come back to haunt you. You can't be, you mm-hmm. know, out here burning
6: bridges and...
1: Yeah. and, and Especially and, in this day and age where people oh, are man. taking pictures of everything, yeah. see? Yeah. Uploading to YouTube yeah. instantaneously yeah. It's like
6: Well hell I mean What's uh, I'm friends with Greg Hall Over at Formerly at Goose Island but I don't know if you guys saw that I mean he got drunk at a bar And pissed at a cup He peed in Normally, a Normally that shit Would have been like Dude you're an asshole Don't do that again But it made the news yeah. And he's not a celebrity He owned a business in Chicago So that kind of stuff Can come back to bite you In the end Right
4: And then for I'm sure for you You probably have issues With like people coming up And recognizing yeah. you Yeah like, Hey how's it going <laughs> 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 <The>
3: Creeps <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's exactly what you were saying, you know, you have to be mindful, you are, you know, for me, I'm a walking brand. Wherever I am at, whatever I'm doing, I have to be conscious of my behavior and what's going on around me, you know, so standing on a couch in the middle of Crescendo, like, it's probably not the best thing to do. (laughs) Um, You know, and that's the problem, too, because especially now with everything so digital, it's so quick. So if I'm in L.A., and I'm in Greystone, and I'm with somebody that... I don't want the world to know, you know, people are in the clubs with their camera phones. Next thing you know, it's on YouTube. Then it hits TMZ. Then it hits media takeout. So you have to be very, 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 very careful now, especially, you know, when you're out and about and make sure that you're at events that are benefiting your brand, not just, you know, let me go out. Do and your brand. drugs before you drink. go to the right, house. Right, yeah. Basically, <laughs> do your drugs before you leave the house. It's got to have some purpose. Well, when you get home,
1: but don't drive. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Building your brand, having a presence online. I think people sometimes just kind of think that as like being on Twitter. And it really goes beyond that. It's like having you know, a logo, having you know, maybe an aesthetic that goes along with your brand, having kind of like a, almost a language. Like, what are some of the elements that people maybe don't think of when they're thinking like, oh, I want to go be a DJ, I want to be a blogger, I want to be this or that and have a presence that people know about? that you know they're not taking into consideration it's the you know all these other things
5: i would say content yeah. i think people just think you can set up a site and here we are you know here i am Let's like you we were talking about that earlier <laughs> like, yeah. i heard i read somewhere where they said if you're going to start a blog about especially a topic or anything specific have like 2 to 3 months worth of content just ready to go um because what is the difference why am I checking your site out if you're posting the same YouTube videos I can see on 47 different other sites like you know unless I'm your mom I don't care yeah you gotta find even niche. cater to that niche like
4: yeah and you have to be consistent like like you said you cannot just have a blog expect it to become popular just by posting one thing a week you have to be posting daily you know five to ten posts a day to keep people coming back otherwise you know it just grows stale with all the competition that's out there and so many different outlets vying for your attention you know you have to stand out
3: yeah that's right? really important really important um, consistency is key I mean especially if you're building a brand online you know you're plugged in 24 hours a day basically and that's a huge responsibility so you have to be mindful that you need content for those twenty-four hours you know so people if you know you don't need to post every five minutes but then again you also need to be able to put something on there that people are going to be able to interact with and see you know for a week or a couple days and and be able to go back and be excited because I mean a lot of times too, there's a blog for everything now yeah. you know yeah. I, it's like what what blog do you want to see now you need <laughs> some sort of like Oh, something all like right. that's gonna make it separate from the rest.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna mention. It probably isn't the case with us, but or with all of us. But with a lot of brands, you know, they're they're very consistent with their messaging, but they have zero personality. Yeah, yeah. and so I think that's it's re- important. it's super important yeah. to when you're putting out these messages to pretend like you're just one of one of one of their friends right. that they follow because people people follow their friends on Facebook and their Twitter. You know, on Twitter they follow. They're their friends. I mean, you know, they follow a few brands here and there, but they don't really want to be talked right, and to and by brands. Like you know, they, don't write your
4: posts like it's a Wikipedia entry. Exactly. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like,
5: um, <laughs> I don't mean to get Tony Robbins on people, but you just got to be yourself, man. You have to be yourself. People are really scared. Is I mean, like, when, even if you work for a brand, I mean, within reason, don't you know curse a lot, but be yourself because if I don't know you you have to give me a reason to know who you are and I think some people you see these big personalities you know online and you're like oh wow they're so exciting and interesting I'm not like that dude you're an interesting person if you're not make something up Like, <laughs> but your voice is what's gonna get you those fans and those followers to keep coming back and show up and tell their friends and if you know what you're talking about and you can say it in a, in a tone where I'm, ha- where I'm having a conversation over a beer
6: the world is yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And and make sure to separate them, too, because, like, I know we have the Do312 account, which is the brand, and you have to make sure that brand, but then, you know, if you want to post that funny stuff, make sure you have your own separate. I have my Jeremy Shuey at Twitter, (laughs) and also, don't get drunk on your iPhone, forget to switch. I did that one, too. When you're doing (laughs) your brand and your personal account, because that will get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should should have said within reason,
5: Like, like, understand you're having a conversation, but, you know, don't Send around that email that your uncle sent you about Obama and things of that (laughs) nature. Be careful talking about politics
6: and stuff like that on brand stuff, you know. Yeah, don't do stuff like that. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna turn people It's just away. like society,
5: though, right? Like, any conversation you have that you wouldn't feel comfortable having in front of somebody that you don't really know that well, why are you having that conversation? P-
6: pretend your brand Twitter is you're at a bar. You don't talk politics and you don't talk religion at bars. Don't talk about them on your Twitter or Facebook. And yeah. yeah, don't make bad celebrity death jokes oh, 10 minutes after Oh, please, stop making no.
1: celebrity death jokes. <laughs> just chill. you oh got to chill. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're so bad. How do each of you guys, you know, keep up with all like, the new platforms or the new social media sites? Because there are just, like... There's tons. There's so many new ones. And then how do you also determine which one's right for you? Like, for me, I never got into Foursquare. It just did nothing for me, but I totally love Instagram. So how do you keep up with them and then figure out which one is going to be right for you and your brand?
2: Well, at least, you know, for for Threadless, we just try and get in on, you know, when when we see them pop up, we try and, or we, we build a profile as quickly as we can, and then we sort of, test it out. I mean, we had a, we have a Foursquare account, but it just didn't really make a whole lot of sense because we're not, I mean, we do have a headquarters here in Chicago and a store, but it's like a, it's a global brand. It's not like people are going to be checking in to T-shirts, although they could, that's a good idea. Um, you know, Swiped. Yeah, so, you know, so, yeah, uh, you know, Foursquare, but yeah, when you brought up Instagram, and in, we're doing really well on Instagram because we are able to post Stupid, irreverent photos, not only of our product, but of like behind the scenes photo shoots and like us grilling out
4: today. You know, oh, just,
2: just like just fun stuff. I and I think I would... it's, it's, and, yeah. it's knowing what
4: people are on and like what your audience is on. I know my yeah, audience isn't on Google Plus. I don't know anybody on Google Plus. People yeah. who work for Google yeah. are. For that on Google. Google. <laughs> and that's it. So it's it's just <laughs> yeah. you know, knowing where your traffic's coming from I mean you can watch the metrics yeah. I mean I watch my site closely Google Analytics and just the stuff through WordPress right. of where my traffic is coming and I see that it's all coming from Facebook it's all coming from Twitter or Google so those are what you need to utilize you know you don't need to spend a lot of time on Go- Google Plus like I said if Pinterest if nobody's paying attention right,
5: right. it's a little different at the right because we try to bring content to everybody because there's so much to talk about and the things that we focus on as far as content, like platforms, music, movies, dining, Chicago news, sports, like the whole nine yards. We have something for everybody and so we use our respective platforms differently. Like me personally, I'm not on Pinterest. I don't plan on being on it. I'm not on Google Plus. I'm just that's not me. But what we did notice is that there were readers and users who were interested in those things we saw seeing people talking about it a little bit more so we got a Pinterest page and our Pinterest would be photos of Chicago or specific Chicago related things you know I don't really know what a Google Plus is right now just kinda of stories circulating information more tech focus you know tumblr is photos special videos like exclusives that kinda of thing and Facebook is and Twitter are just both kinda of some of everything so I mean knowing the balance and like you said knowing where your traffic is coming from are the ways to be successful but don't be on everything like you you know there's no reason to be on like there anymore
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always good though to go in and when those new technologies come out the bigger your brand gets go ahead and register them just yeah, just lock in them case. Down.
1: always lock them down kind of along the same lines how important is it to have an actual proper website that's not a facebook not a tumblr not a twitter in addition to having a presence on those sites because i think some people are just like I'm on Twitter, why do I need site? Is that important? Well it's,
3: it's really
6: for New 312, obviously. I mean, we that's the only reason people come to our site. I mean, we, we drive them from Twitter and Facebook to our site because people want to know what's going on during during uh, during the evening and what work to go to, which makes it even more important that everything on our website is right every single time. We get the spellings right, we get the ticket links right, we get when tickets go on sale, and for us to be the first to announce those things. For, so for us, Twitter and Facebook are super important, but very secondary to the website and what we do.
3: Yeah, no, I think um, having a website just offers some sort of credibility as well. So if you're not a company and you're an icon or just a person who is promoting their brand, kind of like a Kim Kardashian in a sense, she's a prime example of doing it correctly not everybody loves her but <laughs> she makes millions of dollars because yeah. she's branded herself well and she and she's done it through Twitter she's done it through multiple campaigns and you know it what Andrew was talking about as well don't try to get on every social media site it's just it makes no sense um, definitely always stick to what Works for you, you know. I'm not on Google Plus, but I'm on Instagram because my fans like to see photos. They yeah. want to see Your what I'm doing. Love they love photos. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for me, that's a tool that I've very quickly, you know, got tons of followers, and I know to post, you know, whatever cute little picture they want to see for the moment. So,
4: yeah, and, and just for historical purposes, so people can, if you have something that's important, that people you know, a story that you wrote or something big that was that was popular that drew a lot of interest, you gotta store it somewhere. So if somebody says, Oh, I remember this really cool article that Ernest wrote, you know, three years ago, you know, it's it's only a search engine away.
5: Also I I I'll venture to say if you work in a creative field, be it design, art, modeling, fashion, like whatever, (laughs) if you don't have a site where your stuff is showcased, whether it be clips or projects you worked on or samples, you're doing it wrong. Because if I'm, let's say, like you're a freelancer, how do I know where to find your work? You know, you're gonna send me 47 clips every single time I ask for a piece. No, I don't have time to look yeah, exactly. I don't have time to look at it, so you just lost out. So having a place for people to go and check out everything is integral, and it looks professional. Yeah, it looks like
6: you you know what you're doing. That's cute. Even if it's something, yeah. like I'm an artist as well, and I've had my artist website for four or five years. I don't update it that often, but. When people ask, "Oh, hey, can you do something for me?" I can send them there. It has samples of my work, art shows I've been in, other stuff I've done. So it's always even on a personal level outside of your brand, it's always nice to have something physical on the, a on property. the internet. Yeah.
5: There's um, a site called flavors.me and it's the most basic bare bones website creation. It's like put a put a image here, put all your feeds here. And some people I'm saying like in the rise of the social media maven, they just put their feeds together because some people just want to see how many friends and followers you have. Mm-hmm. Do something like that, it's absolutely free, and you're a lot better off than you would be if you were just out here in space.
1: You know, we have been touching on this, you guys have been touching on this kind of all night with a lot of your different answers, but um, what are some of the mistakes that people make in handling their brand, handling themselves online, whether it's in social media or otherwise? Or maybe it's something you guys have seen, or maybe something you've done in the past and you learned from it. You know, like, what don't people need to do?
3: But my biggest pet peeve, when I looked on my Twitter feed, and everybody's putting their personal information on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Don't put your Don't phone do number. that. Ooh. Don't put your phone number. Do not put your address. Don't tell me about your boyfriend and your fight. You know, it's that's not what it's for. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's <laughs> such a huge
1: one. Keep your relationship keep drama off. Keep your personal off. Yeah. drama
3: <laughs> off Twitter. Please. I don't want to read it. You know, keep <laughs> those opinions to yourself. Don't drunk tweet. You know, yeah, people get on bad. Twitter do and that. just say yeah. all types of things. And then you see, like, the next day it's deleted. Yep. It's just like, you know, it's... They need no, some sort of like. Don't have arguments. Spa- don't, yeah. argue. Oh my <laughs> don't argue. <God. laughs> don't argue. Don't <laughs> so argue with the don't argue gallery. Don't argue with other people, people on Twitter.
4: No matter what, people aren't gonna like you. Once yep. you yeah. get to a certain point, you're gonna have people yeah. that don't agree with your thoughts, with your writing, that have something to say, and they're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. Most pick at are just you. Jerks? Yeah. They're just gonna be jerks. They're gonna yeah. try to set you off so you can embarrass yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they
5: take pleasure out of that, which is sad. <laughs>
7: you're,
6: and also, you're you're not as funny drunk as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
7: Is <laughs> <laughs> wake up the next wake morning. I'm like, my, oh, oh, I am such up. a douchebag. Why? <laughs> yeah. Do that? I yeah. Anxiety Again, I to inducing
6: learn Sundays. I've had them. Believe yeah. me. Well, and like another good example, like uh, we're big partners with Lollapalooza. I don't know if you guys saw that. Lala Leaks Twitter site had about 600, 700 followers. Lots of Lala Leaks come out here and there all the time. Harry Farrell decided to interact with this guy. Perry Farrell has a shit ton of followers. He interacted with this guy and now people think that's what the lineup is when right. no one really knows what the lineup is. But because he reached out and tried to even interact with the guy who was just being a smart ass, it blew up in his face and he just went mm. back and forth and like insulted the guy's manhood and yeah. called him names. Yeah. It, like, you know, it was just it was just
4: like pouring gasoline on it. Right. It's like don't do it. No one
6: he had 700 Twitter followers. No one would have ever seen that or put any mm. credit and whether it's true or not, now that he responded to it, people think that well, there must be something to that rumor. Why did he get so pissed? That's true. You know, right. That, Don't that, do that kind of stuff.
2: That really brings up a good point that I'd like to sort of put out to, to, to everyone. When you uh, follow a brand on Twitter, do you ever go to their specific Twitter feed? Or do you just see what you, you actually will go to, like, for instance, slash threat, Twitter slash uh, I'm curious because a lot of um, brands that I've, I've followed and you go to their feed and you cannot find any content because they're constantly replying to people and it's 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 completely irrelevant to me i don't know what they're right. yeah they're cool just retweeting great. Great every job. nice thing well, not they're even gonna say yeah, about them. not even retweeting just responding like hey great job or like do this like yes. customer service <laughs> and um so we're <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i mean that's
7: uh, I, uh, okay. oh,
2: I i can't i can't stand that and so what what we did at threadless was um i sort of was everyone wanted to see a lot more um interaction and stuff and i I sort of was like, I don't want to do too much interaction because it's going to really going to flood our feed if people want to go to see what we were talking about uh, throughout the whatever week, days, uh, whatever. So we we started another threadless account called Thread Help. So they monitor all of the threadless tweets that are people are mentioning us, and they respond uh, if if people have like customer service questions or just site questions or whatever. I don't know. I think it's important for for us to. Keep the um, feed pretty clean, and if we are going to respond to somebody, maybe make it into a retweet if it's if it's a question that we feel might everyone might want to know the answer to it. Right, we'll we'll put the answer in, but have it you know have it not clog up and be relevant to to everybody. And also, don't clog people's timelines.
4: You don't. If I look on your page and you have like two hundred thousand tweets, I'm
5: not going to
2: follow you because it's
5: It's worse on Facebook too. Oh my god, God. yeah, Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. One of the things that. Because the person behind Red Eye Chicago is named Jessica. Yeah, she recently took it over, and she's really, really, really good at what she does. Because she manages to provoke conversation without provoking like issue. So it'll be, what do you guys? Because a lot of times people will say like, especially bigger brands, what do you guys think about this? And just kind of let people run amok in the comment section. But to go back into the post and stimulated an actual follow-up conversation saying like, "Okay, well, that's good, you guys had that thought. Does anybody else want anything to say?" Or "Thank you guys for all your opinions." kind of end it. So it isn't just people talking all day long about the same stuff. You know, When there's a cover that comes out or a story that people don't like, we get bombarded, like, "Oh, you guys are horrible. You're not a real newspaper. blah 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 blah." It's, like, OK, cool. You're still reading, right?
7: Yeah like,
5: <laughs> So it would behoove us not to address those issues. But we still are addressing the conversation, if that makes any sense. I don't know. And it does, he-
4: hurt. It does help to ruffle feathers sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes and you gotta don't want to be a nice guy all the time. It does. You want to do, like, create some kind of controversy with stories or yeah. topics, but you don't want to be offensive.
5: I wrote a post where I said everybody in Chicago media should just beef with each other like rappers. Yeah, that was fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just because, I mean, it's all papers, but it's not yeah. a good idea.
1: How do you find that balance in interacting with the audience and not? And also, how do you respond to people who, you know, like an audience that might be hostile? I don't want to use the word haters because that's so played out. Yeah. 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 But yeah. for lack of a better Creepy. word, what do you do when you have haters on your on your feed? Do you ignore them?
3: Do you try to like placate this one. them? <laughs> Um, you know what? That's my department. Yeah. Please, um, take the stage. You know, Clearly. I the Howard Stern fans are very aggressive. <laughs> I think would be a very good word for them. They're great, but they they have very strong opinions. So a lot of times, if you you know, we did Ronnie Mudd did a hot girl of the week thing. It runs a week, you know, and they post photos and a bio and what whatever. Um, but the fans sometimes are just very rude. So instead of engaging every single fan that has, you know, the craziest thing to say to you, I found blocking them is easiest, not responding, <laughs> kind of pretend like they're not there. Because then, you know, you have to keep into consideration as well that there's still fourteen thousand other people who are reading my feed right. and they're looking at me and with that responsibility I can't, you know, sit here and like curse out every single person who's no. like, no. we don't like that, you know? So I think if you just ignore it and it, it's, it's so hard to do, but if you ignore it um, or block them or do whatever and just stay focused on your brand and what your brand's about, that's the best way to do it. And you because, gotta have thick skin too. Yeah, you do, yeah. especially you gotta put on your when big you sign up for, yeah. you know, being a public figure and, and being in the public eye, you know, you're signing up for, a lot of responsibility and you're signing up for, you know, people who may not like what you're doing or they'll love it or love it a little too much to the point yeah. of obsession. You're like, yeah. "Okay, yeah. like Well, back up. But, yeah. you know, it comes with the territory. So, you have to, you know, learn to be strong and, and thick-skinned, but also smart and aware in how you respond. If you're cursing everybody out on Twitter, I mean, I wouldn't want to read it. I mean, no. I <laughs> think the
4: worst and, look and believe me, people will be talking about yeah,
3: it. Yeah, people will comment.
1: The worst look is when people go on a long public rant on Facebook and Twitter yeah. about how they have so many haters, and it just becomes this wine fest. Yeah. Yeah. That right everyone yeah. hates.
4: Imaginary players
6: have imaginary haters.
5: <laughs> 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 That's not real tough, Charlemagne.
6: I like, I like to threaten them to fights in public, I find worse. Yeah, no. Because they, they never show up
5: when you actually ask them to fight. Just, it, yeah,
6: no. it, the, <laughs> I mean, the best thing to do is, is I mean, just don't, don't feed the troll. But I mean, a lot of times, if, you, if you're consistent and you have a great brand, People will come to your defense for you, so you can have to get into it, which is always really yeah, nice. Loud. Just that's let it let it true. six. If you're the asshole, then no one's going to be on your side. But you can really let your fans kind of come in there and Absolutely. you know defend defend you. Yeah.
4: Because recently, somebody just started a website called Real Shore Drive. <laughs> yes.
6: I heard
7: in, about that. In, in, in response to
4: my site, and you know it's it's funny because I was you know obviously poking fun at it. I don't want to give them too much publicity, but at the same time. Like, it's hilarious, and a lot of people came to my defense, like, you know, how I
5: corny it is. to come to like, people were, body counts were, yeah, like, yeah. were it was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs>
7: so, yeah, but Andrew know.
3: brings up a really good point, too. You also have to take into consideration by responding a lot of times, you're promoting somebody else's brand yeah. as well. Yeah, right. So you want to make sure that, you know, because a lot of people will provoke things, so they can push whatever they need and Their whatever gym, they have. For sure. So you have to stop and think, okay, if I do respond and get into this long argument with maybe even another celebrity or, you know, another company or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, okay, is this going to help me? Is this benefiting me and my brand? So that's really important too. Pick and choose your battles. I think
5: also just one of the things to look at it kind of a different way, look at it as a positive. Like, if you have people that are going out of their way to, like... You know, bite your style or do something that you're doing or go out of their way to like write you hate filled emails and stuff. Realize that you hold a lot of power in that person's life because if, you didn't, if they didn't care, they wouldn't tweet you, they wouldn't send you a Facebook message, they wouldn't, you know, do all that stuff. So obviously, something you're doing is getting at them, whether it be like you're doing it better than they want to do it or something like that. Take it and kind of use it as fuel to keep going because if, if nobody ever says anything, then nobody cares, which is if you're trying to put stuff out there, you want people to care. Yeah. So, yeah. Period. I think period. we should <laughs> compile a book,
6: all the crazy, shit brained emails we get, man. Oh, we can make a lot of money. Just start a Tumblr.
1: Yeah. Death uh, uh, threat. I've been, threat. Good good I've been called un American. Yeah. Like, the racism. All that stuff. Yeah, I don't gosh. even want to see what people <laughs> send to you. So How
7: will you marry me.
3: We're going to,
1: um, we'll do like one or two more questions. We're kind of coming up on an hour here, which I can't believe it's already almost been an hour. And then the last People 10 are minutes, still here. we'll open it up. <laughs> if anyone has any questions, we'll let them ask some questions and maybe after about another question or two. So, you know, kind of winding down, like how do you guys all stay inspired in the work that you do online and creating your brand work on and offline? Because each and every one of you, you're creating constantly, you're you're in the process every day it's not like a nine to five for you each of you in your work carries it with you 24 seven so how do you how do you stay rested and inspired in that
6: I I always have other side projects or you know there's definitely parts of my job that suck but it's a great job but you know then I'll do stuff like celebrity kickball game like that stuff is awesome and I really like doing that kind of stuff or do the fun side projects but you know my my wife also takes my cell phone away at night sometimes (laughs) which is you know always good but you know have those side projects that have nothing to do with your job as well um just kind of keeps you sane and then make sure to seek out those projects within your job frame that that you know you really you really really enjoy and can get excited about
2: um I, i i would just bring up uh listening uh or listening to what people are talking about just just today i was faced with a decision of like needing to tweet something out. It had been a while, and I was sort of stuck or whatever, and I was looking at the feed and on Twitter, and I saw that Game of Thrones DVD came out uh, today. And it just was awesome, because it was trending. It was a promoted tweet. And we have a Game of Thrones-related t-shirt. So I was able to, to sort of piggyback on news to say, well, Game of Thrones came out today. This is the good time to uh, get this shirt. or you know, so. I I follow red-eye Chicago for that,
3: (laughs) for
5: for good stuff like that. I'll tell Jess, um, have friends that don't do what you do for a living.
3: Yes, yes.
5: Because you can go in and you'd be like, oh, man, I had a great DM battle with this person. They were mean to me. I have friends who are firefighters, right? And they will look at me, and I didn't understand any of the words you just said. And you realize that the problems and the things that you're stressing out about on the grand scheme of things really aren't that serious. So you kind of have to exhale and take a second and go, you know, I should probably fall back on this, this, this stress that I'm having. You know what I mean? And then kind of say, okay, well, in the grand scheme of my life, people want to do what I do. Right. So I'm good. And just get back to it. And also don't hate your job. If you hate it, don't do it.
4: Yeah. Because <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with my site, my, what I do now, it just started as a hobby. Obviously, I started the blog as just a hobby because I loved hip-hop, I loved writing about it, and you know, I never did it with the intention that it would one day be my full-time job, which it is now, and um, so I I always had a love for it, and I've always had a passion for it, so you have to have a passion. It has to be there, otherwise you'll just burn yourself out, so I'll never get sick of writing or talking about hip-hop, at least not in the foreseeable future, so that's why I can wake up every morning and be inspired and go out there and want to you know, do my best and put my best foot forward.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with what Andrew said. Um, You know, you have to love your job. You have to love what you do. You know, you have to love your brand. You build your own brand. Nobody else builds it for you. For me, you know, I love modeling. I love... Radio. I love doing TV. TV is actually my favorite thing to do out of all the three. Um, so when I wake up every day, I'm like, okay, great, I'm on set, and I get to put makeup on, and it's gonna be fun. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, th- you so you need to like really sit and think what makes you happy. What what do you want to do out of you know in your life, um, and then go for it. You know, hit Twitter, hit Facebook, build a fan base, um, figure out who your audience is. And, you know, let it grow. And it's, it's very funny. Brands kind of develop on their own within time. And they kind of, you know, take their own course, if you will. So it's my take on it.
1: Final question right now. How do each of you guys define success for what you do? Because it's not like what any of us do, do has an end point. You know, it's not <laughs> like it's like, well, that's the last blog post I had to write and now it's finished. Or that's the last modeling shoot and the last yeah. t-shirt we had to do. Everything you guys are doing is ongoing. So, how do you define success or like victory or, or reaching a goal? Like, what are some of the things that you're working towards?
5: I think on our end, sometimes it'll be project based. So, at the beginning of the year or early on or whenever you want to do it, sit down and say, okay, with this company brand shirt you know hat i want to i want to do the following things make a list it sounds very cliche and old school but make a list of what you want to accomplish be specific about it because that way you have a goal and i don't know i think the difference between people that achieve things in the world and people that just kind of sit there and comment on it is people who achieve things are willing to move heaven earth and hell itself to get those things accomplished mm-hmm. i will run through somebody i won't sleep for a week and a half but i'm going to get my goals accomplished
0: yeah.
7: And I think
5: that you have that, you're good. You don't want to lose.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Set I'm not the big, you know, Tony Robbins pep rally kind of guy, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, making making those plans for yourself, whether you just have them on the wall in your office or wherever you're working, like make simple, reachable goals too. You can have those crazy ass goals, but like yeah. make sure you have goals that you can, that you know you can reach right. too. And then anything beyond that is going to be really good. Right. Like, you know, for for do three one two, you know, our goal is to keep growing. Um we have a the first site was a do five one two in Austin and they by far are the number one site. Anybody wants to know what's going on in Austin, Texas, that's the site you go to. They get more traffic on their website during South by Southwest than the South by Southwest website does. So that's that's our goal. You know, we have a very I'm gonna be sales mini up here. I know, know. You know, yeah, yeah. No, we, we know we Pressing have a we, we have a Push good product, but we want we <laughs> want to let people know we have a great product. We want to be that number one site in Chicago. Or, you know you want to know what's going on tonight, what people are going to go to do dot com. Yeah, I
2: guess for me, uh, uh, for Threadless, it's you know it's a little more cut and dry. Where we want people to come and see the artwork, we want people to come and see the shirt, and we want people to buy the products. But I think what's super important as a measure of success is getting interaction and reaction. I mean. But Ernest said was great, like, even if it's bad, at least they're talking back, at least they're interacting. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't care. And so I think, um, you know, it's really important to, to, to measure that.
3: Yeah, for me, um, you know, success is kind of ongoing. Um, I always set goals for each year, certain amount of magazines, covers I want, TV shows that I want to get done or do. And then I do whatever it takes to get that done. Like last year was a really crazy year. I was like, I'm going to do two TV shows and a magazine, <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> and so, like, I was like content for the year. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and then you next year you're like, okay, let me do two more. Or you know, so always set reasonable goals, um, and you know, ha- have a great team behind you if you can. Um, you know, you're only as strong as the team and the people you surround yourself by. Yep. It's really important in this business industry. To have good, strong people who believe in your brand as much as you do.
5: One of the things, that's actually a really good point because the people that you go to, I always say go to war with, it sounds all dramatic and vivid, but I would go to bat for anybody I work with. Because I know that we're all putting in that effort and then when you hit that goal it is such a great feeling. So you celebrate, right? Like always celebrate too. Like if you hit a goal, go yeah. celebrate. Go yeah. go sit down, go drink a beer. <laughs> like you know, sit, book? Drink don't like, 12 of them, like
6: But don't get drunk and tweet. Don't get drunk and tweet though. <laughs> Or just Don't take a break out. from being online right. for
7: five yeah. Exactly. Like, go outside, do a
5: cartwheel, hug your mom, like, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Because the thing is, you hit that goal, celebrate it because that way you know the feeling of celebration and that, that release that you get, like, yes, I crushed Reward. it. You know, so like, that is a good point, though, about having a good team. Yeah. But,
3: yeah. Your team is important, especially in this Always industry. have
4: smart people around
6: you, smarter,
7: smarter than yourself. Smarter
1: than you are. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's and, why
6: Ernest know, hangs around it's
1: me. It's true. <laughs> And really, I couldn't have asked for a better panel here. Bob Nana, Brittany Ireland, Andrew Barber, Ernest Wilkins, Jeremy Shuey. thank you guys all so much for being a part of this. this is the first Dynasty Podcast live podcast here at Rocket. I couldn't have asked for better panelists. We could not have asked for a better venue. Thank you to Rocket Bar Grill yes, yes, for hosting tonight. That is fantastic. Um my name is Jaima Black. I host Dynasty Podcast every week at Chicago vs. United com. You can check out what I do there. And again, speak to everyone here after this panel is over. Talk to them. They're all knowledgeable. They're all skilled. And I could not have asked for a better panel. And thank you all so much for everyone who showed up. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thanks. My name is Haima Black. Thank you for coming out tonight.
5: Free Mike Rich.
0: This has been the Dynasty Podcast Rocket Live panel cast series. Thanks to Ernest Wilkins, Brittany Ireland, Bob Nana, Andrew Barber, and Jeremy Shuey for sitting in on this panel. Rocket Live is hosted at Rocket Bar and Grill in downtown Chicago with special thanks to Billy Deck and Tim Toomey. Rocket Live is engineered by Layla I. Royale with video production by Colleen Mares. You can find past Dynasty podcasts at chicagoverseunited.com and can follow Dynasty Podcast through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty,
7: my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.